Welcome to the Health Coach Nation podcast. My name is Haley Rowe, and I'm a sales and marketing coach and LinkedIn lead generation service provider. I work with health, life, and mindset coaches and online service-based business owners to help them get more sales, shift their time to the client generating activities instead of just the busy work, and overcome that social media overwhelm. Let's get into the show. Are you finding that you're consuming a lot of business and marketing trainings and podcasts only to find that you just don't have enough time to implement it? If so, I want to invite you to my upcoming free live Q&A and class where I'm going to be breaking down the top five mistakes that are blocking your sales, how to remove those distractions and be able to attract more clients, working smarter with some actionable steps. I'm not going to be putting a lot of fluff in this. I'm going to be actually helping you take action to improve your sales this year, even in our changing economy, and do it with confidence in your sales, in your offer. And if you're not sure about your niche or other things like that, bring your questions. It's going to be on February 20th on Tuesday at 5 p.m. Central, 6 p.m. Eastern, and 3 p.m. Pacific. Can't wait to see you there. You can sign up and save your spot at HaleyRow.com slash five steps, all one word. And when you sign up and come live, you're going to be able to get my weekly business planning template that I normally use with clients to help them flesh out their weekly plan. And if you book um, a call with me within a specific time frame, you're going to get a little bit of a client attraction audit. So you'll see that on the thank you page when you sign up. But go to HaleyRow.com slash five steps and I'll talk to you soon. I am live today with a very special guest who is a leader in helping teams get more engagement, helping you with your own leadership as a solopreneur. And the topic of being your own boss is something that comes up sometimes when I'm talking to coaches. They say, I don't, I, I need a boss. I'm not used to being my own boss. And so Karen, I want to talk to you a little bit today about how can we be more effective in our own businesses as a solopreneur. So why don't you just start by sharing what you do, how you got into it, and we'll go from there. Sure, sure. So I've been in a structured role <clears throat> for roughly 30 years or so, working for large global banks, managing teams of all sizes, working with various products in the payment space. So um, what my business was about was helping companies, big and small, move money around the world, whether they were paying their bills or receiving money from their clients. Um, that's the business that I've been in. And um, one thing I learned early on is that in order to have success, that everybody needed to be playing to their strengths. And I think that if there was one piece of advice that I would give to someone is to really spend some time thinking about that. So I was in the stru structured space for a while, um, and roughly about a year and a half ago, I made a decision to actually leave that corporate environment, to leave corporate, and to jump into the solopreneur environment that many of your listeners and readers and, and customers are in right now. And so I, I too, have gone through the curve, and which is great. Uh, I, I actually listened to one of your podcasts uh, last night where you were talking about fear and how sometimes fear can be the biggest disabler of all. And 
um, I really took some things away from that. So anyway, here I am. I'm working with, with customers, big and small, and um, really having a great time of it. Amazing. Yes. And so, you know, it's like to go from a structured environment where maybe you have a boss and they're giving you responsibilities and expectations to it's just you and it's all up to you. So what are some ways, I think that a lot of um, solopreneurs and people starting their business are craving structure and they're craving, like, I want to know that this is going to work and I want to know what I should do and I need to break it down. So what are some t- tips for um, starting to incorporate some structure as a solopreneur and being your own boss? Yeah. So, the, well, I'll, I'll just share with you what my journey has been. So when I, when I stepped away from my structured role, I did face the big void that you're talking about. So no longer was I responsible to the people that work for me or the people that I work for was responsible just for myself. And uh, the first thing that I needed to do was to put some level of order into my life. So since I, I wasn't retiring, since I was going to go into a different type of career, I had to think about how do I take the skills that I learned before and then transfer them into this envi- this new environment. So I ended up developing a what I call a morning, mid, and post routine. So in the morning, I spend a lot of time, well, let's say about an hour every day, running through my list of things that I want to accomplish. I actually spend some time in reflection. I, I do a little bit of meditation, thinking about how I want the day to actually end. And then I get into it. And there are times, I will say, where <clears throat> depending on what the, the challenges are that are facing me that day, that it's, it's easy to kind of go off track. So you have to have those, those pieces that allow you to be able to kind of swerve back into the, 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 the traffic lane, if you will, and keep going. So some of the things that I do in order to keep that, to, to, to manage that, is I have a list of people that I will reach out to and I'll talk to. So that's probably the, the, if not the one, one of the top issues that I have found being in this type of a role now is that it's lonely. You're by yourself. You don't have people that are around you. You don't have support that you had to get things done. You just have yourself. And so you have to create that kind of environment where you have the ability to reach out and, and talk to someone when you need it. That's, that's, that's the first thing. The second thing that I've learned is that though you may not have a big organization around you, you can actually create that organization through various networking opportunities, through the tools that are out there, all of that. So when I think about where I'm at right now and where I was when I started the journey, I actually do have a little company that's set up. The people don't work for me, but they are tied in what I'm doing. They're very interested in what I'm doing and they participate in the execution of, of my mission, which is, which is really kind of cool. But maybe the most cool thing is that it's not just about me. It's also about what I give back to them. And uh, being in this space, I must say that the, the biggest aha to me is the level of cooperation and support and just just general friendship that exists in this space. I mean, nobody is here by themselves. And 
And that was really refreshing to me because I didn't know what that was going to feel like. And I've, I've been very pleasantly surprised by the outcome. Yeah, definitely. It's, I think sometimes we think, oh, everybody's going to reject me. Everybody's going to say no. You know, no one wants to hear from me. I don't want to be a burden. And when you can shift your mindset to, no, like no one's out to get you. Everybody wants, like, I like to view the world like, you know, people are on your side. And of course, if they demonstrate otherwise, okay. But like, at the same time, you approach things a lot more differently and in a more positive way when you have belief instead of the belief that no one wants to hear from me, I'm a burden, you know, that kind of thing. So I really like how you said to have some routines that you can come back to anytime you go astray. And I'm curious, um, what are some ways that entrepreneurs maybe do pray that, that we should watch out for? And how, how do you stay focused? Yeah, I, I think that that well, for me, anyway, that priority list is is a big guide is a big, a big, a big way of keeping me in the lane. Um, it's when you're in an environment where you are by yourself, where there are so many things to do there it's, as an entrepreneur, you will never get to the end of your to do list. And I had to learn that one right away that I could literally exhaust myself trying to get from one end to the other, thinking that one day I'm going to be fully complete. I'm never going to be complete. That, and so having having that list of priorities is really important. And sometimes I find myself in that procrastination mode that I'm sure everybody understands and recognizes, where you see that big ticket item that you have to get off the plate, and you look at all the other things that are on the list, and you start picking away at those instead of looking at the top one. That um, to hold myself accountable again to going back to that top ticket and the way I will look at it if in fact it's a it's a big hairy project is I give myself the opportunity to say I may not get this completely done today but I have to make some progress on it I must move the ball I may not get to the end the end zone but I must move the ball I can't be moving backwards I have to be moving forward. And when I, when I realize that I'm going down the bad path, I pull that list out, which sometimes can be this big and sometimes can be that big, but I pull the list out and I look at where is it that I wanted to land the day and make sure that I'm focusing on that as, as my activities continue. Yes, definitely. One thing I do is keep a little notes list on my phone about like, what do I want to get accomplished mm -hmm. today? And there's been many times where and you get better at this as as you learn how long things take you. But there's been many times where I've had to say, okay, well, we're here at 5 p.m. And not everything on this list got done. And I have to move things, you know, I'll, I'll move it to the next day or I'll reprioritize or shift gears. And so I think giving yourself per permission to say, here's like the top three things that if nothing else got done, you know, one to three things that you've broken down enough that are not massive things like finish my mm -hmm. website, but like, you know, adjust the headline and top section of my website today. <laughs> Giving you three things like that can help you, you know, really, as you said, make progress, not expect perfection, be realistic. And then if you need to adjust other things because those top priorities took over for the day, that's okay, right? Yeah. There was, there's one other thing I wanted to mention, and that's these things. I have I have found these to be my lifesaver because what what I what I will do I've got the list on a piece of paper but then I break it up into different actionable steps I put it on a post-it note on a whiteboard 
and I can move these things around. And there's nothing more cathartic than pulling one of these things off and putting it in the garbage can. <laughs> that's a that's a big motivator for me. And um, I've thank God for um, for 3M because they put these things in multiple different colors and they can reflect different types of projects. So I, I do use the post note system. I know other I, somebody teed me onto this. Well, I was still in my structured role, and I've carried that over. That's um, that really has made a difference for me. It's in in a, in a very easy to like puzzle, like jigsaw puzzly type of thing to be able to move things around as the circumstances um, predict. Yeah, definitely. And I've been taking notes over here, so if you see me typing, that's why. But one of the things you mentioned earlier was you really want to help people play to their strengths. So. Yeah. Can you tell me a little more about where would a solopreneur start with that concept if they want to start playing more to their strengths? Yeah, well, my my strong recommendation would be to pick up the Gallup Strengths Finder. So, uh, and and it's available online. Um, you can take it through the website. You can actually buy the book that goes along with this and, and actually read a little bit about the methodology. But I I was roughly, let's call it 20 years ago, and I was in a situation where I was moving into a leadership position. The people that I was going to manage were very different than me, and I needed to figure out how I was going to blend the team together. And someone suggested that this might be a good way to figure out how to to meet in the middle. And so I, I took the test. And what was so stark, I I will never forget this. I remember looking at the results and seeing myself reflected there. That that every there were that what what Gallup says is that roughly 35 to 37 different strengths exist in every single person. Now there are various degrees in which they're present in each of us, but but over the course of your life and what you were born with, those things will develop and come to the come to the front. So what I saw when I read the descriptions of me based on this test that I took, it gave words to it gave words to something that I couldn't I couldn't describe before. And it was it was really kind of cool to see that there were, first of all that there were other people that had that particular strength and how they applied it. And interestingly, they applied it in a very similar way to what I did. So by understanding what made me tick, what what that did then was allow me to understand not just with people that I worked with, but people that I interacted with, how, how to try to ferret out some of those things that really motivate them and are strong in the way that they present themselves to the world. So for anyone that's interested in this, I think that that's a really great, a great endeavor, an adventure to take to learn more about yourself. Because when you're doing the things that you're geared to do, it's the most wonderful thing. It's, it's, it, it, there's nothing like it. And in, in the reverse, when you're not playing to your strengths, it's a miserable experience. It is very, very miserable. Yeah, definitely. And I think um, one of the things I, I did take a strengths finder thing a couple of years ago, I don't even remember what my results were, but I do know it was helpful. And I do know that um, some other, you know, there's like a free site that's called 16personalities.com and you can, mm-hmm. it will tell you a lot about yourself as well. There's the Colby, that's another yeah. like assessment mm-hmm. form. Um, and 
I think that one thing, though, that we have to make sure we don't fall for, and I'm curious your opinion on this, is just because something's not a strength for you yet, like, for example, if you're a solopreneur, you're going to have to learn sales and marketing, whether you really, unless you're going to hire someone, which most people can't if they're just starting out, you know, this has to be something you at least get to a base level where you can make a sale or you can market an offer and put it out there. So I do think there's strengths that you have to develop if you're choosing the path of entrepreneurship. Um, but if someone's, you know, just saying, well, that's just not my strength. So I, you know, that's, I'm just not going to do that. How do we balance that? Because some things we have to accumulate. Yeah. So I, I go, I go back to something that we talked about earlier in the, in the session. And that was this, this idea of being willing to fail, being ready to fail, to being ready to experiment with different things. So you're right. You are, you are so com completely right. There is no getting around the fact that as a solopreneur, if, if you intend to stay on this path, you are going to have to go out and intersect with people. You're going to have to sell your products. You're going to have to develop your products. You're going to have to be able to support them. You're going to have to do a whole bunch of things that you may not have had to do in another type of career or, or, or life for that matter. So by, by thinking about your strengths, you, you can see, okay, well, how am I actually going to approach this particular challenge that's in front of me? How do I actually take what I have in, in my little basket of, of experience and talents and put those to work in a way? So think of, think of what's possible. So if this is a great big goal, I have to go out and sell 10 people. How, did, how do you break that down into smaller little bite-sized chunks so that you're actually leading up to that and and how to take the learnings from that, both good and bad. I can't I can't tell you the number of times that I've tried various things that just didn't work. And that actually gave me a, a benefit because the next time I went to go try something, I knew that that was off the list. So so try something new, understand it, learn from it and don't beat yourself up about it. I mean, a lot of people that I've talked to on this journey spend an inordinate amount of time beating themselves up. And in my book, that's really not time well spent because ultimately it's time that you're not going to get back. So look forward. Don't look backwards. Take what take whatever's happened, figure it out, blend it in, apply it and move ahead. This is a forward game, not a backward game. It's all about moving ahead in my book. Yeah. I love the way you put that because you're right. We have to be willing to fail, embarrass ourselves, et cetera, to be able to learn what does work, what doesn't work. And you don't get to skip that step. You know, every person, when they start a new skill or they are learning something new, you don't start good at it. And that can feel really icky sometimes and, and uncomfortable. But that is how you get better is by doing it over time. So um, before we get into how people can connect with you and all the things, um, I do want to let you know if you are listening to this LinkedIn live and you are struggling with sales and marketing. I'm going to be leading a free live class on February 20th, sharing five hidden um, mistakes blocking you from clients and how to fix them. And we're going to be going through a play by play of like, if you do want to make your next sale, what are the things you have to address and tweak to start refining your process and not beating yourself up in the process like Karen says. So Karen, um, how could people connect with you if they're like, you know what? I love the kind of advice you're giving. I want to stay connected. How can they find you? They can find me on LinkedIn 
And they could also find me on my website, which is www.truenorthcollab.com. And um, I'm not sure if you, you would post anything in the notes with this podcast, but I'd be very happy to speak with anyone that might be interested in continuing the conversation. Yeah. I, did, I did want to say something, Haley, and that is, you know, in, in sales and marketing, I think the most common mistake that people make is that at the end of the, especially people who are just new to the game, have a conversation with your customer, be prepared. Of course, I think that's, that's kind of a, a general recommendation to be prepared for whatever, but at the end, make sure you have an actionable next step. Yeah. Sales, sales is a process and there are multiple steps. Every conversation that you have is taking you closer and closer and closer. When you get to the end of the conversation, make sure that you have that actionable next step in place. And the three components of the actionable next steps, make sure somebody's responsible. There's something specific that's going to happen and it's time bound. And if you have all of those three things, then you have the ability to move it forward. And, um, it's just, it's just funny, you know, we, we sometimes forget that at the end, if you don't put that little bow on it, it can, it can fall into the abyss. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. I'm so glad that you said that. And it is very true. And there are some uh, things you can do to, you know, make your calls to action in your posts or in the sales yeah. process more mm-hmm. clear. And I like those three ideas. So much for being here today. And I will talk to you soon. Very good. Thank you very much for inviting me. It was wonderful. Thanks so much for listening to this podcast. And if it's really helpful for you, I'd really appreciate if you share it and or leave a written podcast review. This tells the podcast sites that our show is useful and it will be promoted to more people that way. Thanks again.